consistency has never been my greatest strength but but anyways we're back I want it I want to now establish a way of structuring the show that's going to be more beneficial and I want to pick certain topics that we're going to be speaking about and I'm going to be announcing the topics during the week so people will hear and they'll be prepared when the show is coming up what the topic will be. And this way we can, although we love the random calls, but this way I feel we could cover more ground and we could accomplish more as far as solving people's problems. So I would like to open up tonight the lines, 718-683-5858, and I would like to hear suggestions from people who are listening as to what topics we could use in the coming weeks in our show. Because I think that's the best way to do it. If we get your suggestions about what you want to talk about, then we'll do a show about it. So the lines are open. 718-683-5858. If you care, we care. And we want to be there. That's good. Name. So if you care, if you if care, you care okay. that's excellent care. name, you know. That's right. If you if care enough to call, we care enough to answer. And also text. And text, that's right. 347-927-8398. So it's going to be the, 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 we're going to have specific topics. You know what? I think we've proven we're not afraid to take on hot topics. Okay? Don't be concerned or afraid to mention something that you think might be on the edge. It's really not, it really doesn't scare us. Because we go with the Torah, and Baruch Hashem, we have, we have Hashkafat Torah, and so with Hashkafat Torah, we are not afraid to take on anything, and we will, Baruch Hashem, hopefully be able to break headway, and maybe we can, maybe we can breach some monumental issues that, that aren't spoken about, or things that are spoken about but need to be actually resolved. And, uh, you know, I think that's a great way to, to restructure and focus the show. I was thinking about it a lot. And, and, you know, it's great to have the free call in, but I think that it's important. It's important that we have a focus. I wanted to, uh, um, while we're waiting for some calls to come in, uh, I wanted to say something that was on my mind about this week's parashiot and maybe it'll give somebody some thought for for uh, uh for a discussion it bothered me always that lot we know lot lot was the nephew of abraham avinu and abraham avinu was the most famous human being alive at the time he was like the time magazine man of the year if you will he was the guy. Man of the century. Man right? of the century, right? The millennium, whatever. Like, and 
anybody that was related, <laughs> anybody that was related to Abraham Avinu was in the spotlight. So it's kind of like Prince Harry. You know Prince Harry? Prince William's brother? Yes. Okay. Prince Harry can't date anybody he wants. And he can't wear anything he wants. He put more, a few years ago, he wore a Halloween costume that had a Nazi sign on it. And everybody went crazy. Prince Harry. What is he? He's the brother of the future king of England. So Lot was the nephew of Abraham Avinu. Abraham Avinu went to Mitzrayim. They opened the doors for him. He went to Aram, Aram, everywhere he went, boom. Okay. Goes to war, wipes him out. Abraham Avinu was the guy. So here's the deal. Lot's traveling with Abraham Avinu. Lot wants his sheep to eat from the wheat. Eat from the Abraham Avinu's got standards, right? Can't. We don't. We don't eat. We we muzzle our sheep. Muzzle your sheep. Come on. Don't be from on me. Don't be pressure. I think I give you a chalvi Come on. We live in Utah. So, too much pressure. Too much pressure. Too much pressure. So, so you know what? Listen. I'll go my way. You go your way. Nobody even has to know who I am. So he goes to Saddam. Believe me, if they knew in Saddam that his uncle was Abraham Avinu, they wouldn't have let him in there. They would have eaten him barbecue for lunch. He comes in. Everybody's torturing people. And he says, I'm the one guy that's not torturing people. I feel good about myself. So, so it's like, it's like everybody's walking around without clothing. So I wear, I wear a, 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 a sock. I feel like I'm dressed. Anyways. So convenience. Lot did not like inconvenience. All right, next thing. Next thing. Sodom and Amorah are destroyed. His daughters are there. They make this insane decision to, with their father, have children, Amon and Moab, because they figured there's nobody left in the world. I have a question. Ladies, take a walk around the block. Maybe... Walk a mile, look over the mountain. I'm sure you'll see somebody. Did you make a phone call? Okay, they didn't have phones. But <laughs> check it out. Now, first thing, the most convenient thing is do what's easiest, do what's easiest. So fast forward. The only nation existing, this Aulam Lo Yavo Bekal Hashem, is who? The descendants of Lot. I don't get it. Mitzrayim, Amalek, every, Lot, our relative, my good old nephew Lot. Why not? So I heard from Rav Chaim Kreisworth Zatzal. Le'olam lo yavo b'kal Hashem. Why? They didn't come out and let you through their land. What is Pshat? This is a nation that is addicted to convenience. They don't want to be inconvenienced in any way, manner, or form, on any level. So, says Hashem, you don't want to be inconvenienced, then there's no place for you, Bekal Hashem. There's no way to be Bekal Hashem if you don't want to be inconvenienced. Being a Jew is not convenient. It's the most wonderful 
in fulfilling, enriching, fabulous place to be in life. But one thing it's not, it's not convenient. You got Rosh Hashanah, you got Kippur, you got to buy foods, you got to cook foods, you got to prepare foods, you said there, you have, you have the, 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 the Simanim, and you have to, everything has to be just right, and, and, and we, we support all the agriculture of all the strange fruits in the world because you have Tubishva and you have this and that. We're the only ones that buy these things. You have Lulavim, Etrogim, this and that. It's not convenient. Not convenient. A Jew can't go and live in the Mojave Desert and be a Jew. Because you have to have the kelim of a Jew. You have to have a mikveh. You have to have a shul. You have to have a Torah. You have to have everything. So, you want to be convenient? Convenience will never survive in the Jewish nation. So, I think that when you think about the challenges of a Jewish community, how many things we have on our head, you know, Lahavdil, somebody who doesn't live, doesn't have public school, public school education, free. Everything free. Nothing, kosher food, nothing. They, they say, they, random, uh, buck 99 burger. And, 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 and so, fine, it looks easier, but, but it's not. It's not. It, it, who would give up the the beautiful wealth of our service to Hashem for anything. Who wants convenience? Convenience? That's lot. So, one of the things we have to tell our kids is if you want quality, it costs. I know someone has a Porsche Get an oil change on a Porsche is like $480. On my car, $28 Jiffy Lube. <laughs> and they oil my struts too. They check my tires and they give me windshield wiper fluid. 28 bucks. I don't know if it's still 28 bucks, but $480. Last time it is. <laughs> I go to Toyota service, but you, but, but you, I go to Rafi, Rafi at R&D, my friend, yeah. Sadiq. But, Rafi and Rafi and Jor, Sadiqim. I, I know them. For... I go to Mazal. Mazal? Yeah. Yeah. I went to Rafi and Jor for 30 years. Yes. And you know why the Sadiqim? Because my mother's in Almana and they take care of her like she's a queen. They're beautiful people. Beautiful. So I want to tell you, this is some, they're just out of the subject, but you know, you see what they got good about Jewish and friends and said. Uh, Mazal is Yefet. Okay. Yeah. Yefet Shalmoni. And it's amazing to see really something, but it's, you know, mechanics, many times you don't trust them. Right. You know, they come, they come to to oil change and they'll tell you, oh, you need this and you need this and trying to give you all the nine yards. It's that, a blind item. Yeah, you have yes, no idea. And, or oh, you have some small problem with the, with the, with the car and they give you all the story. And I, I know, I know that, uh, story that I heard it from my friend, Rabbi Yossi Mizrahi, and he was basically in the shop when it happened. And uh, there was like this uh, 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 African man come to the shop over there with a problem with uh, with his car with air condition, and he told me, "Oh, listen, how much is going to cost to replace the compressor?" I said, "Let me check. What is the money? Mean how this compressor of the air condition?" 
So, <laughs> so what happened? Uh, it checked the look. It, it look, take a look, and it just took a fuse, put put in the the comp in the car, and everything working. So the guy, the guy said, "I don't understand. I was just come with a mechanic. He told me that I have to replace the compressor. He wanted five hundred dollars, and you oh. put me a fuse." And how much I have to? How much money I have to to give you? I said nothing. Go away, leave it. And it's nothing. Wow. And this is Kiddush his Hashem. and Bemet is really a, a, a reputation of honest people. Honest, you know, this is something they don't, you know, you not come to you and telling you many many stories about this is not good and this good. Not. They're doing the job very nice and very honest. And that's why I like him. About I know, and we are very, very good friends for many, many years. And okay. it's amazing. And Rafi and all the same. And Rafi and all the same. You know, both of them. I was, you know, it's far away for me, but he's always the, on the spot when the, when they have small some problem that nobody knows. They knows. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. This this is how every Jew in every vocation has the ability. To be Mekadeshem Shemayim. I'll tell you something. This is an opposite story. Rav Mendel Kaplan from Philadelphia Yeshiva used to drive a very old car. And he's taken into the mechanic. And when he passed away, his son-in-law inherited the car and took it in. It was one of these jalopies that needed service like every month. So there was a dark-skinned man who was the mechanic he said, uh, where's, where's the old rabbi? So he said that he passed away. So the mechanic started crying his eyes out. He's crying. He says, the rabbi passed away? He says, let me tell you something. He goes, I'm just a dumb mechanic that can barely read English. That rabbi made me feel like the smartest man in the world. When I used to fix his car, he used to make me feel like I was the smartest man in the world. That rabbi gave me such respect. And I think that on the t if we realize at every level we go in and we, we, we realize the service that they're giving us and then they give us the, the honesty, that's, that, that's Mika Amcha Yisrael. That's, that's, but this give us a lesson, a lesson that you know, just appreciate any any person that you find, you know, see in the street. Doesn't matter if it's Jew or no Jew, you know. Uh, it, it, it's 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 really a risk because Ezu am chubad, am You know, who is the respectful person? The one that respect other. That's right. You cannot expect to see somebody will respect you. Without any respect, right? You know, and uh, we're talking about now this gratitude and not, you know, the, also the one of the reason that with aloyavo bekal amcha, right? It's a matter of this gratitude. Yeah, this you know that you cannot you cannot bring somebody from the gene of there that he doesn't have the gratitude. Thanks, you know, when somebody is like that, don't have it, he don't have it, you know. It's it's a said it's appreciation exactly the lack of appreciation.
And I, I know that to Baruch Hashem, we, we really, really a nation of appreciation. Yeah. I am a little shocked and maybe a little sad that nobody has any suggestions. Do we see anything? Do we hear anything? Hello? 718-683-5858. Somebody's got to have a suggestion. I have my own ideas. I know I, right now right now we have some people listeners but they don't want to talk and they're sitting on the phone line uh-huh. and I, that's I really appreciate if you just want to ask or suggest something it's nice that you listen to us but also uh, give give us a you know a little bit chizuk you know text us three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight but what we're just, gonna do uh, is... right now we you know before just before the show we we had the phone phone lines that just booming and all the the you know question and stuff like this and right now it's like uh, either we boring it's my fault oh we are just uh, no it's you know, my fault no it's not your fault I want to tell something that's really a big lesson from this parish of the Shavua and I know that probably I'll talk about it uh, and you know what? My biggest one, one of the biggest lessons for the Parashat Shavua, and a matter of you know psychology, psychology that we are looking, we are take the lesson from Eshet Lot, Eshes Lot, right? Yeah. And the, my lesson is like this: that when you look back, I say you look back. What happened to her? She looked back, and she become basically bitter and stone. She couldn't salty, and this this is what happened to us. We know one second. We have a lot of phone calls. Let okay. So I think that what we're going to be doing is the we're going what we're going to be doing is we're going to be announcing our topics during the week. This way, people can be prepared. I think that that's what okay. Okay. So let's let's you know prepare some but, topic. But, I so mean, we're, talk, yeah, we're talking about Eshet Lot. Lot, you know, that really we, I, I see a lot of people that are always just looking backwards, you know. Oh, what could I do? What this? What happened to me? This is his fault. This is, you know, even in now, right now in the politics, you know, oh, Mrs. Clinton, so called, you know, see, oh, she look, all, all, she blame all the world and look only backwards, not forward. And just that's the, 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 a big, big, uh, you know, things in in our life. Just look forward. Look forward. Why? What, what you can do? What you can do? And regret and, is just such a bad thing. It, 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 regret is only when we could change things, and the only way we could change things is when we do avirot. Hashem says, "Modeve ozev yerucham." But other things in life. Regret makes no sense. No, no sense. You know, that's become you become bitter. As I should not become salty, and she couldn't move. Nothing. It just paralyzed. You know, I see it. You know, you can see it in the eye, in your eyes. Every person that is starting, they're gonna. Oh, if I did this like this, if my father did right. like this, if my mother did like this, if my my grandmother, if the teacher, if the rabbi, get over, just push forward. Put you know the the the, the gear in a, in a drive and go fast. You know it's cannot you cannot stand on the, on the one spot because and look always because because when you look backwards you cannot see forward and either you make an accident 
Oh, just <laughs> just you stalling yourself, and it's not you know no, it's not funny, you know. Right. Unfortunately, you no. Know, this is actually like weapon to us all the time. All the time. I want to make the first topic that okay. we speak about anger. Oh, anger. Oh. I want to talk about anger because I think that that is one of the biggest problems. And you know what? Anger isn't always people that are screaming and yelling. Anger is sometimes people just acting even in a quiet way. But they're angry. They're angry. And and how we how how we deal with anger and how you know what you know what always blows my mind? What's Moshe Rabbeinu's greatest achievement that we acknowledge that he was Mechaber the Yud Gimomidot? Hashem says, You know what you did for me? The chesed you did for me? That you thought of the Yud Gimel Midot, you put together the words that calmed me down. And for that, Hashem is eternally, eternally indebted to Moshe Rabbeinu. When someone's angry, so a lot of times people think you validate them. Yeah, you're right. You should be. This is the worst thing you could do. Hashem is showing us no. Calm me down. Tell me I'm wrong. Give me a reason not to be angry. Because anger is just so toxic. It ruins everything. It destroys everything. And I'm I'm sorry to say, mixing anger with parenting, mixing anger with education is the most toxic cocktail. There's no place for it. There's no place for it. And it, it, it just misrepresents, it misrepresents everything the Torah stands for. And I don't think that, that even in the most extreme example of Pinhas, when Azar ben Arona Kohen, who's a Kanai, he says he was not angry. It says, Ra'ah niskar halacha. He saw. He remembered halacha. Then he asked Moshe Aaron. Then he did it. It was a rational decision. It wasn't impulsive. And I think that the examples that are happening in the media of the Hafganot in Israel and the terrible, 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 terrible Chilulei Hashem that are happening where people are acting in anger and disgust and they think that that's, it's the furthest thing from Hashem. It's the biggest Chilulei Hashem. Now we're touching a, <laughs> a big uh, concept. It's a hot topic. Hot topic, hot topic, you know. I'm raising it's a hot topic. Hot topic, you know, it's uh, something that really we we will, uh, you know, this this topic at, at all, you know, there's something that is very very uh, important to talk about it, because it's not simple. It's not simple from bo- from both sides, you know, 
And the one thing that I, I would tell you that I, I see it from as, as Israeli and Israel and trying to be Balchuva that uh, we grew up in Israel with a very big anti religious society. And you know, the media just is always the media media was lefty and anti religious and anti, you know, value of Judaism. I'm not talking about the value of um, human rights, but you know, just talking about the value of right. really that care about the cat and the dogs more than one of the human. And we grew up on this place, and we didn't understand nothing. And coming the, the and always we get the brainwash about all oh, the religious people that the aim. They stealers, they they abusing the system. They don't serve in the army, you know all these kind of uh, things that really lie. And I reach a point that if we, you know if it's come to that, most ninety percent of the chilonim of Israel would be, believe this nonsense, and it's so not true. It's you know you know how many how many religious people are serving the army, how many people. You know, you know, this is the biggest problem. I had in my experiences where, but the chilonim, I hate that word, but, but so I would say, and I'm sure that, I don't know how to refer to them. Because chiloni, hol, is a very negative term. No, but you know what is the it? Torah, you know what chiloni Torah, the Tirgum say, zar. Zar. A stranger. <laughs> but, but you know something? I think that when I was in Israel, okay, I view it very, very simply. A person who unfortunately doesn't have the exposure to Torah and doesn't have the appreciation of Torah, the obligation is on me to change that. And if I'm not going to go out of my way to give the positive side of Torah then I'm a Poshaya then I'm Hashem in their opinion when I was in Israel in Tal Piyot, which was a not religious very not religious neighborhood Amona Natsiv it was very very modern now it's all built up we had when I was there whenever a sign of somebody that passed away went up three Bachurei Yeshiva I used to take two with me would go to be Menachem Avel why? Because somebody dies, doesn't make a difference. Uh, but no. to change the whole neighborhood to the point where people would say, Lord, us in the street. They would and when we hit, we hit jackpot was when someone walked over. We had a dira on Choble Biafe. Someone walked over, knocked at our door. Excuse me, what time is Hadlakat Nerot? Willie. Someone who has no shaykhs comes to me, asks me a question. She wanted that week to lighten their own. For what reason? It didn't make a difference. So, so here we go. And we, 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 we have to understand. I'm sorry to say, every Israeli person sends their child into the army is sacrificing I can't in my mind and my heart imagine 
what goes on in the heart of every Ima that sends her 18-year-old into the army. This last accident that happened with the tank, this this boy, Kohen, that passed away, it was my second cousin, my first cousin, Shimon, his son. And he was a beautiful boy. He was on Miloim. He was in training. He was a Hezder, he was a Shim boy. And I have the ability to go be my, my game. Ke'ilu, Ke'ilu, the people that are fighting for this country. And, and you know what? Shut up, say thank you. They don't understand why we're doing it. Say thank you. Say thank you that you have a border that isn't infiltrated by Arabs. Say thank you that you could ride the streets. Say thank you that you... I was in Ma'arat Mahpilah, and I said to a soldier who was watching, I told him, thank you. He looked at me like I was from Mars. I said, because of you, I'm able to pray here. Thank you. He started to cry. He started to cry. He says, nobody notices me. Hashem notices you. I ever sacrificed my life for anything? I ever put my life on the line for anything? Stimcha Cohen grows up with a silver spoon in his mouth. So what did I do? So with Moser Nefesh, I maybe walked a couple miles for, for something, I don't know, I've spent extra money on kosher food. I ever picked up a gun and put myself on the line for anything? So you know what? The fact is, fact is, we need, we need people learning Torah. We can't afford people to stop learning Torah. But we have to show them why it's important. And we're not doing that by acting the way we're acting. No question. But I would say that uh, as, as we know that unfortunately, unfortunately the media is taking a very big uh, play here and that and and I I saw a videos that basically the media starting all this demonstration yeah. telling the guy telling the guy oh do this throw it here the stone what do you think about it and that's basically accelerate all the 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 move definitely certain I would certain people and like you have like you have certain people that uh, are doing your side for Yasser Arafat you know this this is something that I cannot call them. A, a, a Jewish people. It's, it's very, very, uh, you know, disturbing to see that people coming, you know, and uh, uh, joined our enemy. Uh, this is this is ridiculous. This is something ridiculous. That's sickness. That's this not... is sickness. And you know, uh, Simcha. You know what? I what what program I have in Sunday? Yes. Minim. You know the four of a kind, and why it started. I don't know if you remember. It started because I had met a person that was demonstrated against Israel and, and against, right. against Israel uh, you know was the the the, the boat that, uh, coming from Turkey yeah. to Gaza all this stuff you know it's like four or five years ago yes, right yes yes and I told him listen here the best airstrike in the world take it and make a blessing in Sukkot and you can you cannot do this you cannot make a blessing on a drug because I am the Arava, I am the widow. You, without me, you cannot make it. Right. We cannot make, we cannot, we have to understand that we all four, doesn't matter we are things, we are better or less, less good, but this is we all together. Even in Ektoret, we have 
חלבונה, it's a smelly, smelly smell, uh, smell just to, to announce what the good smell is. You know? You, you remind me of something very funny. It's a okay, little no, deviant from what you're saying, but you talk about the good and the bad. Yeah. They say the rugged of a Rebbe, someone came to him for Haskama and his sefer. So Raghat Shavit did not give Haskamot. So he said, I'll give you Haskama if you call, if you call the, 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 uh, uh, if you, uh, um, if, if, if you call the Sefer, um, uh, I need a Sidor in front of me. I've lost the word. Uh, uh, yes, Sidor. He said you have to, you have to, you have to call the Sefer a certain thing, a certain thing. Why? Because it says, because it says, uh-huh. <laughs> this, uh, what, what, what is it? It says, אהההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה
And this is uh, something that uh, very uh, uh, in my nature, I cannot change it. This I born, and then become. I try to be Baal Shuvah, and then I said, I foundly, really found that uh, we call it midot, and basically characteristic volume. That why we in Hebrew said midah is midah is like quantity, and you can reduce the quantity and. And uplift the quantity, basically, and add the quantity. And midatakas, the midat, the very, very bad. And you cannot, you can basically when you have midatakas, you're losing everything. Slowly, slowly, with with a lot, a lot of praying, I will tell you a lot of praying for my side to reduce this. To understand, first of all, to understand that is a bad midah. Midata Kaas, it's, it's worse. It's really, I'm telling you, you can see my end. All my end is, my, my, my fist is scarfed because I, I could really punch the wall from anger. And I, I, ca- I come to, to conclusion that really, uh, if I, if I want to be a, a so-called Baal Shuba, I have to, to under- I understood that is wrong. And this was the, my, my first step to understand that what, anger is, is really bad. And it's not because I born in this, because I born, I born in this, because I have, this is probably a mighty kun. And this midah that I had to, to, to be metaken. And that's what happened to me. I just work and working and working. And believe me, till today I have this kind of, this, you know, like anger in, but, I know that Akadosh Baruch Hu is giving me the trial and the Nisayon, big, big Nisayon, and it's not simple. And uh, I know that uh, right now uh, Simcha is uh, basically uh, is uh, on uh, a very important phone call, and I'm just trying to get get. Uh, I'm get uh, I'm get trying to get uh, the topic back because he he raised it. But uh, you know what? Just uh, I got some texts here, and uh, let me let me read it. But again, uh, it's a text is uh, about a nine years old girl that uh, she get very angry. She starts throwing things, the people uh, that she's met, and clenching her teeth, she can lie down on the couch and kick and scream. She will scream at anyone who tries to talk. Her parents feel she's old enough to control herself and will threaten her that she will be punished if she continues to behave this way. I feel, okay, this is the question to uh, basically to ask. Uh, what, uh, after 10-15 minutes, uh, she come down and... Uh, uh, act like normal. I I say I said that uh, really I wanted the doctor uh, doctor Simcha to talk about it. Uh, right now is is uh, again and and a, a big important phone calls. So I, my my assumption right, that it's really it's really something that she's not old enough to control herself. It's nine years old. It's not old to con- it's it, it's still a, a young and. 
the question is this I would love to ask the person that texted us why uh, what happened in the house itself if if the parents has anger if the brothers and sister if she has a, a more sibling this is very it, it's simple but I would say I would say that uh, it's one of the tests is also to see how she behaves in in the, in the classroom or in front of other people you know not only the house that because could be that sometimes anger it's it's a pain uh, a pain related something that bother you and especially nine years old uh, girls or okay oh let me just, let me put some music until uh, I I just uh, I have some phone calls right let me see if I can answer that. Show. 
Yes, so Letova, everything is for good. And we know this uh, from our experience, from, um, you know, life. And, uh, you know, Akko Letova and, and uh, Dr. Rabbi Simcha Cohen just had to basically to short his uh, show uh, program right now. We apologize. He had some emergency phone call. So he has to leave. So uh, we uh, really basically continue the, the our uh, program, uh, music program and other lectures later, and uh, we uh, were expecting to see you to, to hear from you. Uh, furthermore, and keep listening to us. Bezad Hashem, just besot ovot, and I'm just going to keep the music running, and I would say that really a call letova. Everything is for good. Thank you.